Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of One Vision. Joining us today is Raf Dikampe, the mastermind, as I like to call him, behind FinTech Week London. Welcome to the show, Raf. Thanks, Theo, and uh, thanks for having me. And thank you a lot for introducing me as the mastermind that sets the bar really high. Yeah, it is the mast. I mean, you are the orchestrator to make everything happen. Actually, I could have called you the magician. Um, before we start, can you tell us a little bit more about your journey? I am super, super, super curious. How did you end up running FinTech Week London? Because that's where we met last year, wasn't it? So it's a funny uh, use of phrase, how did I end up there? Because that's definitely what happened. Um, I actually studied to become a teacher, um, economics and IT. Um, and while I was doing that, we had to do a business, um, business apprenticeship. And I did that in the first company I actually worked, ended up working for, uh, for seven years. And they did a lot of events. They did a lot of internal events. They did a lot of international events. Um, they have been uh, merged or acquired by EMAC. It's a big international software and hardware research center. And there I kind of got the vibe for, for events and what events can do in bringing people together. Um, but after that, I went into software sales. Um, I then ended up in Brussels at the FinTech ecosystem. And that's actually where it becomes more relevant. Um, cause we did an ecosystem together with uh, the four big Belgian banks for which we did a lot of community events and also set up a, a big conference, which was the digital finance summit. And, um, I, together with the team, we set it up. It was the first time that event took place and it was kind of. Um, similar to FinTech Week London, but of course in, in Brussels. And then after um, a few years that um, uh, hub in, in Belgium actually stopped, um, mainly because of the decision of the banks not to continue with it and the change in government. And uh, when I was at, at Beehive in Brussels, I met a lot of people out of the London FinTech ecosystem. And that's exactly how I got interested in setting up something in London. We took a look at at london fintech week which had existed but didn't continue on um and then we saw this opportunity and said okay we need to do something for which is still one of the biggest fintech hubs in the world london and we need to bring the people together and uh, with my experience in setting up events and in the fintech sector that's actually how i ended up in in london as a, a belgian guy And as we say, the rest is history, isn't it? Because this is the second year you're running the event. Um, I know many of us, including myself, are very eager to finally meet in person. You and I have talked for two years and I never met you in person, which is kind of funny. Um, so let's give us a preview, if you can. What does the program look like this year? What are some of the themes that we can look forward to, for example? It is pretty funny, actually, that we've collaborated intensely for two years without seeing each other. But I guess that's a bit of the new normal where uh, where everybody's getting used to. But really excited that you are coming over this year. Um, it's actually me personally. I'm very happy with where the program is going. Um, the overall theme for the year is going to be the coming of age of the fintech industry. Um, so we're looking at moving away from all this talk about being challenging or disruptive and at FinTech being a part of the financial services industry, uh, a big part, you can even say, and it's not something that is seen as, as weird anymore. 
Um, you see all these mergers and acquisitions, uh, companies like Apple buying uh, fintech companies. You see big partnerships with MasterCard, with Visa, but you also see devaluation of fintechs at this point where there was a bit of a, I hate to use the word bubble, but anyway, there was a big, um, let's say, appraisal and valuation of fintech companies, which has now gone down a bit and it's all become a bit more realistic. Um, uh, and we kind of compare it to uh, a teenage, uh, a teenager going into adulthood. That's where we think the industry is heading. So that's the, the overall theme for the year. A teenager going into adulthood, you know, there are a lot of things that can spin into it or even thinking about, I don't know, a nine year old turning into a teenager. Um, that in itself is, is, um, as a parent of two children going through that, that can be exciting and painful at the same time. I think that is one of the best analogy I've heard. Um, because you're right. I mean, FinTech has been with us, uh, for quite a while now and it has changed the industry a lot. Yet we still have growing, growing pains, if you will. Um, we still have teenagers misbehaving. And then we also have ones that are trying to res be responsible and steer us to the good direction. So I might actually borrow that analogy. I like that. Um. <laughs> it's, it's free to use all, all yours, but definitely, um, definitely that's the idea, right? It can be you have the growing pains and you have to make certain choices when you're growing up. And I feel like the industry has to make certain choices as well. And, and that's something that we want to put on stage that it is a choice and people and companies have these choices. And of course we want to support everybody making the responsible choices, but it's not like we're going to, um, stare, stare in the other direction of if somebody makes a bad choice, it's also something you need to be able to discuss and potentially learn from as an industry. learning from it and, and talking through things and, and having a dialogue, right? Having a dialogue is something that has become a little difficult, which, which is a little bit of an irony if you think about the technology that we have in place, right? That allow us to work together and collaborate even remotely, um, not just different cities and towns, but different time zones and geographical locations and language barriers and, and all of those, we have everything at our disposal yet. I would say today's society seems a little bit more um, dysfunctional. Maybe that might mm -hmm. be a harsh word to use, but you know, it seems a little disjointed at times. Not to mention with the two, two and a half years COVID time that we have behind us, I cannot imagine, like I literally cannot imagine putting myself in your shoe, having to plan a life event when things keep changing. <laughs> So comparing this year, last year, things have changed. I, I remember you had mentioned that people seem to be more eager to be out in the belt. Um, they want to be part of something. What are some of the lessons learned, if you will, um, take away from last year running a show during time that we had versus this year planning something under different circumstances? Yeah, I think when we look at last year, we can be very happy that we were able to achieve what we did. Um, we had the um, extension of the restrictions in the UK 
which made us only uh, be capable of having half of the capacity of all our venues. Um, of course, while we were planning, we were already in the pandemic, so we knew things would change. Um, and we always guaranteed everybody collaborating with us, it will go ahead, but it will depend on which situation we're in, the form that we're having. Um, and I think we did that very well if we compare it to, to some other events, at least when I spoke to partners, and they were very happy that we actually kept our word and we did go ahead, be it with half of the capacity. So we had a fully virtual day on Monday where we had the speakers in the room, but everybody in the audience at home. We had two hybrid days, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday last year, where we had about 350 people in the room and about a thousand people joining online. And then again, throughout the week, we kept on doing this hybrid, virtual, in-person kind of combination, um, which was perfect for the time we were in. But it's very clear that people at this point are very eager to get back to in-person, to see each other again. Uh, like we said, we haven't seen each other in real life for two years, but we've been collaborating. And there is something that is different when you see people in real life, when you meet face-to-face, -face, even especially when it's networking or just a social chat or you take somebody out for drinks it gives this extra dimension to your collaboration which i think a lot of people are missing for the moment because a lot of it allows you to be very productive and efficient going from one meeting click next meeting click you don't have to travel there's not a lot of time for chit chat but that also loses the humanity of it i think of collaborating um, so I think what we learned from last year is people are really longing for that human connection, uh, which is why in the full program, we made sure there's a lot of networking time. Um, so it was really actually tough. Um, and I think you as, as part of our content board knows, um, it's tough to keep it um, to a limited number of slots because there's so many interesting people you want to put on stage. There's so many things you want to talk about, yet you don't want people to be in that room listening the whole time. You want people to interact. Um, again, what we've learned from last year is interaction from the audience is really important. So we will have an app and we'll allow people to ask questions uh, to the moderators on stage or we'll um, have interactive polls. Um, and I think the biggest learning from last year is that a hybrid event for me is not the way to go. Doing everything online and doing everything on site and giving the full value to everybody, one, the ticket price for that is insane. Uh, the budget for something like that is insane. And two, you can't do everything well. So I think what we're choosing this year is to really make choices. What has to be in person to make the difference? And what can we do virtual? And what is interesting to see virtual? So we'll do video on demand of some of the sessions. And what do we do in person? Well, meeting each other and hanging out and luckily partnering with a lot of other companies that want to do side events as well so there'll be no um um there'll be no problem in uh, getting a drink uh, let's say during uh, the evenings of fintech week Lappen as well there will be no dull moments right and I think it coincides with um, with a lot of other things happening that week too. I think our friends at CFTE, they're also having a five-year celebration. Um, and, you know, it's summer in London, so hopefully the weather will actually cooperate. There are tons of things to be excited about. Um, and, and you're right, you know, I think what the last two and a half years have proved is that, yes, we can make things work digitally, 
But at the end of the day, we are more than just connecting through screens. We need that body language. We need that human element. We need that touch, right? Um, and and it's hard to do that when when you're just definitely. virtually. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think I think you can see that. And and, and next to our friends at CFD, there's um, we're collaborating with the Linux Foundation. They're doing a full conference on open source for the financial services sector on Wednesday. Um, we're working with the Catalyst Fund on a summit on uh, emerging uh, economies and fintech. Um, so there's there's content during the day and definitely a lot of networking happening at night. Uh, Banking Circle is going to do drinks for their members. Um, I know um, Naya One, I think, as a company, is going to do drinks. on. The, they have a rooftop um, and that's how they convinced me. They said, we have a beautiful rooftop. I was like, okay, cool. Let's let's get people on there. Um, so So that human part of that human connection that everybody's longing for is something that will be at the center uh, for fintech week london this year i love that how many people are we expecting for the event this year if you look at the main conference uh, which will be at etc venues 133 hound um, we can host up to 700 people um it'll be two stages um this year as well we'll start actually with one big stage with the 700 people together in the room then we'll split it up into two stages and then at the end of the conference on tuesday night again we'll bring everybody back together into one room uh, to kind of have the start and finish together but let people um, uh, enjoy the content that they want to enjoy separately as well and then throughout the week if you count all um, the other conferences that are happening all the evening events i think we should be somewhere over 2500 people that are gathered physically in london and that's apart from everybody that virtually can join of course That is huge. Um, going from zero in person to to having that many people, um, it will be it will be really interesting. But although I think the city of London is used to it already, I've been to a few events and we are just happy to see people. So speaking of um, one of the things I I want to talk about um, and something I've I've mentioned a few times to you, I love about how you plan the program. It's not just about thinking through the human element and bringing people together, but also who you want to bring together around diversity and representation. We talk a lot about, you know, having different speakers, different faces, yet with a lot of events as recent as something else that I saw this week, um, it's, it's, I don't know if it's lack of trying or um, I, I, I would not take the excuse that there are no women. <laughs> in in the space, um, yeah, it it feels like you know we're going uphill, uh, very very much. But for you, it's different though. With you, it's very different. You do things very intentionally, and you've done amazing um, work with it. How can we get Thank others you. to be like you? Paul Alder. I think, I think I think it's it's not only my merit. Um, I think it's very important to surround yourself with the right people. I think for me um of course i mean at least for one thing is uh, inclusion and diversity has always been important to me uh yes i am a white man uh, but luckily <laughs> i'm also gay so at least i have something uh, in my life that is a bit different from everybody's experience that teaches you that not everybody is the same um so that's a good start but i think surrounding you with with the right people um if you look at our content board 
um, we have you. You're such a champion for for women in fintech and getting the right people on stage. And you don't hesitate in in calling us out if we make a mistake or if there is a lot of men in a, in a panel, um, which I love. Which is why you have to surround yourself with people. But we have Suzanne Chisti, we have Leda Gliptis, Angela Boscovich, all uh, very strong women in the industry in our content board. And then we Nguyen and Chris Skinner um, to complete the content board. And I think there you can already see it starts, right? We have four women and two men, um, which already makes it very easy. I never have to ask the question like, oh, we have to find a woman for this. No, it's automatically because you surround yourself with the right people, you get the right um, proposals of people to speak on stage. Of course, it takes a bit of um, checking and, and checks and balances to kind of see that you're at that target that you want to do. Um, but I don't understand how people think it is something hard and how people dare to say like, oh, well, but there are no, no women there. Um, yes, if you surround yourself with, uh, with a, a little boys club, well, not a, let's say a men's club, um, then you'll have all men on stage and you'll have all those same people saying the same things. And that's definitely what we don't want at FinTech Week London. We want to be a different view on what the industry is, um, both with who we bring on stage um, I think uh, as an exclusive to the people listening, we'll have the mayor of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot, joining us on stage. Um, she's an openly gay, proud black woman, um, the first to be uh, a mayor of a major city in the US. Um, we're very lucky that she, she is coming over and she wants to be on stage. And I think that kind of proves what we want to do is make sure that we have interesting conversations and demonstrate that it's not that hard to find the right people and a diverse crowd of people to put on stage. It's just a question of doing it, keeping an eye out and having people surround you that ask the question, do you really think this is the right choice? And isn't there um, a choice that might be uh, same in value, but different in diversity? I, I like that last point, especially because I hear a lot of pushback oftentimes when we suggest different speakers and they always say, well, you know, but it's not so-and-so that you always see on stage. And that's exactly the point. It's not the same face, the same voice all the time. And I, I think through the work that you do and through the sessions you've been able to put together and the content you pull through together, it's a demonstration by itself that you can have interesting conversations, rich conversations with different people. It doesn't always have to be the same people, people at the table. You can still have amazing quality while bringing in different elements of people from different places. You know, Mayor Chicago, that is cool. That is super amazing. And talk about FinTech, right? Because FinTech by itself, when we first started, we were on a journey that we want to break the status quo. We want to do something different. We want to fix what was not working. And the best way to do that is to cross border, to cross boundaries, to smash what we used to do that was not working and find a different way to make it work. So again, that was my long way of saying kudos to you for that. No, I think, I think you're, you're a hundred percent right there. It's, it's a question of just doing it. And, if you look at the content, I mean, at the different topics that we have, open banking, banking as a service, you have these champions in the UK, you have Charlotte Croswell, you have Helen Child, who are already there. And 
yes, they might then be the same faces, but they're they're the good kind of people that you want to get on stage. But if you look at other things like um, digital sovereignty, it's it's owning your own data and 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 also cybersecurity, which is sometimes typically looked at as a, as a male dominated space. But then again, where we go, it's just the people in the content board have so many connections that it's so easy to get to get different people than those same faces every time on stage. It's of course a balancing act. People also want to hear from some of those same faces because they are authorities and what they talk about. Um, but big tech and big banks, you would expect us to do a, a theme with, with big banks with all men on stage. Last year, um, that panel was all women actually. And I'm, I'm yes. hoping this year we can, we can do the same. Um, the biggest challenge I think is, is one we discussed before is, is our crypto stage. Uh, you're, you're, rightfully pointed out that we might have a lot of the crypto boys on on stage um but then again there there we are it's just one way of looking at it it's saying it speaking saying it out loud and then just saying okay people what can we do about this and this this has to change because you have to give um a good example for the industry for what you want to see happen in the industry and um the topic that leads most or that leans most to it is, is our fintech for good topic where we're going to actually discuss in um uh on stage what the good the bad and the ugly of the fintech industry so why not um, practice what you preach that's kind of, that's kind of my um, my idea i like that we need to we need to remember that and you know show that it can be done right if there's one thing you want people to remember after they come to the show this year, what would that be? It's a very good question. I think there's there's a lot of things I want people to remember from the topics and from the content because we're going to have some brilliant speakers there, and I'm sure they'll they'll um, give away some quotes that make people think and that make people remember. Um, but what I really want people to walk away with is more of a feeling than actually a thought. It's a feeling of being included in something, in seeing yourself represented on stage in learning something that you you didn't know before and a feeling of being in the right place in the right time to make business deals to make connections um and i think we again we were maybe even lucky last year that we were the first event out of the gate after the pandemic um because it was the first time that everybody saw each other and i remember a lot of people saying like oh this feeling of being back together leaving the house seeing each other again i'll always um, connected to FinTech Week London. And actually, I'm hoping that we can still build on that this year um, by bringing people together and making sure that they have enough space to, to talk to each other. Um, and, and kind of this vibe of building more an event and a show and, and a full experience than just a conference. And I think that's what I want to want people to walk away with. That is a perfect lead in to my last question before we close. If you were going to give a theme song for the program for this year, what do you think it would be? I thought very hard about this question because you could obviously go with money, 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 our money makes the world go around because we are talking about the financial services industry. So money is always somewhere. 
that being said, uh, maybe uh, they should update uh, the version to crypto make the world makes the world go around at some point. Um, but we'll see. We'll see where where all that ends. Um, but I actually wanted to um, use the soundtrack of "I Want to Break Free" from Queen. Um, I'm not going to say that we're uh, going to be as iconic as them. Um, definitely not. Um, but we are going to talk about things that people might not want to talk about. I, I remember um, seeing the, the video clip of Queen and being completely enthusiastic and thinking, oh, yes, man in drag, hooray. Um, obviously, that wasn't everybody's reaction. Um, and again, we won't be as iconic, but I think people sometimes will have the same idea where we put things on stage that might be a bit left field or that people don't expect or aren't super comfortable with in being called out on. Um, we'll do uh, a panel where the panel panelists have to change opinions mid-sentence and go from being pro something to being con something. Um, we'll talk about fintech, how it's in our nature, being sustainable, but also in the nature of a human being um, to, to act and react and to be involved with money and, and maybe even power. Um, and I think what I want to do is I want to do something different. I want to make sure that we and there we go, kind of break free as an industry from what we think has to be done to where we think we want to be as an industry. So um, coming of age and breaking free of the past and going into a new and brighter future is kind of where uh, where I want Fintech Week London to help in. You know, as you're talking, there's this one image in my head that I think is going to stick with me is, is that of a butterfly morphing coming out from the cocoon and breaking free of what it was and becoming what it can be, venturing into the wild and hopefully being able to experience different things that we were not able to before. So I, I like that. I think I'm going to play with that for a little bit. But thank you so much Rav, for joining us today. I cannot wait to be in London with all of you and Hopefully everyone will enjoy the content um, and I'm sure they will. And uh, the the feeling of uh, being able to break free and the feeling of being together and the feeling of belonging, I, I think all of that will resonate a lot with the people that will be there. And thank you so much for your hard work. And it's been a delight always. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me and uh, thanks for coming over. And I hope to see a lot of the people listening as well. Uh, from the 11th until the 15th of July in the center of London in all the different venues that we have. Where else would I want to be other than in London? So I will be there. And for the rest of the audience, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of One Vision. We will talk to you all next week.